When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Geo Blackhawks podcast brought to you by Points Bet. Remember to use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Mario Terabasi, joined by special guest from the hockey writers, Gail Kalchik. She's uh, joining us again today as the Blackhawks get a 6-3 to win over the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa. Uh, a great way to celebrate uh, 3-1-2 day today with a uh, Chicago Blackhawks win. It was uh, a tale of two periods for uh, for Chicago tonight. Opening period was uh, probably went as as bad as as they could have uh, scripted a bad period, and then in the second period things get flipped and and it's uh, you know it's a much better performance by the Blackhawks uh, from then out. So Gail, first uh, first impressions of, of of the game tonight. Yeah, it really was nice to see them kind of uh, bounce back there. I, I you know, the 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 Connor Murphy uh, situation, mm-hmm. I think, really, really just had them uh, sh- sh- shaken. Uh, and yeah. I, that's uh, I, I just it was nice to see them bounce back and, and get a good game. And and uh, I think it was Caleb Jones at the end of the game said we wanted to win one for Murphy, and they did. So six to three win. Nice to see. Good way to start your Saturday night. Yeah, and and, and you know. Connor Murphy, uh, as far as we understand it, he is okay uh, in in medical terms. Um, you know, it was it was a scary hit about what, two, not even just barely two minutes into the game. Uh, Murphy got hit into the boards by Parker Kelly of the Senators. Um, Kelly given fi- a five minute major and a game misconduct. Murphy, um, an awkward hit, uh, obviously you know a, a dirty hit, but um, you know this is this is the second time we've had to see a Blackhawks player stretchered off the ice this season and um in both of those games you know the the response from chicago um it you know understandably flat and you know it, the the hawks go on a on a on the five minute power play uh after after the uh the hit and the injury and the senators score short-handed short-handed and i i remember that you know i 
we were watching the game here, and I, I turned to you and I go, did they, like, there was n- almost no react. It seemed like there was no reaction from the crowd when the Senators scored in Ottawa. And I was like, it's either a, it's either an empty building or, like, like no one is recovered from what they just saw with, with Murphy having to get stretchered off the ice. And it's just, it's one of those things where it's just, like, not only are the Blackhawks a team susceptible to slow starts, but then you get an uh, incident like that, and it's just, like, you see how much it affects them. Yeah, and when the when the uh, the puck went into the net, uh, you could just see Flurry like, oh, I just don't think he was ready. I just I think they were all flat footed, and none of them they were just kind of in shock about the whole thing. So, um, and it was it was tough to see everybody kneeling and uh, thumbs up. Uh, Connor mm-hmm. Murphy gave when he went off the ice, and it's my understanding he's like I think you just said he's yeah. traveling back uh, along with Tyler Johnson who left the game as well, yep. traveling. Uh, Back to Chicago. So fingers crossed that uh, it wasn't as bad as it looked and uh, everybody's going to be okay. Yeah. And and um, yeah, Chicago is already, you know, playing with a, an 11 forward, yes. seven defenseman lineup tonight. And then you, you know, you lose Murphy and then you lose Tyler Johnson at the end of the first period. And it's just like, you just, you know, it, it, it literally was just like this, this first period could not have gone any worse. No. Uh, and, and then you also, you know, you see the senator's, they get the shorthanded goal. They get the they get a second goal. Uh, Kirby Doc gets railroaded, and then Jonathan Taze steps in and says, "Enough's enough," and 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 drops the glove with Zach Sanford. Um, and I, you know, I wanted to. We'll get into all the good stuff that happened in in the game. It's just the opening twenty minutes. You got to we got to sh- uh, shift through it a little bit. But um, you know, Taze steps in and stands up for Kirby Doc getting. Uh, getting run over by Sanford, and I get the re- I get the reactionary nature of Taze stepping in. You know, it was it was a big hit. Blackhawks need some momentum, but um, I would just wish that the Blackhawks had somebody who didn't have the concussion history of Jonathan Taze yes. willing to step in and drop the gloves when those times call for it. I think. Everybody that was watching that game was like, no, no, God, Jonathan Taze, don't do this. What are you thinking? And, of course, he's the captain. This is what he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I'm just happy that uh, – and he didn't play. I don't think he played for the rest of that – the first period. There. Yeah. He, um, he, he didn't, didn't get a shift at the end of the first period once his, once his fighting major was over. So, uh, you know, I know that we were looking <laughs> at the bench when they started little, the second period. And we're like, oh, gosh, wracking. there he is. And then next thing you know, he scores two goals. And uh, yeah, just uh, that's, that's a much, much better way to get your revenge just by scoring two goals than picking a fight. Yeah, absolutely. Getting in a fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to, you know, come back, be okay. You know, it didn't, didn't seem like – because he took some – some yes. punches in that fight and uh you know i i remember watch i we were watching the fight as it was happening and i'm like i'm just like watching it through my hands i'm just like oh my god please just just get just you know just go to the ground or something you know don't get hurt and it looked it looked for a split second like he got hit and like was going down like he got like woozied and i was like oh no like it's just it's just one of those things where it's just like you know anybody but Taze right now should be uh, should be dropping the gloves, and, and we saw it in the in the Philadelphia game as well. Uh, this 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 yeah. last weekend, you know, Taze jumping into the scrums and you know getting uh, getting involved physically that way. Um, 
I, you know, I fully understand that it's, it's part of the nature of the game. It's very reactionary. Jonathan Taze isn't out there thinking, oh, I have a concussion history. I probably shouldn't fight this guy. He's, he's reacting on his hockey instinct. I get that. Um, I just, you know, I, and I, I'm, I'm the last person to advocate for, you know, guys in the lineup whose sole purpose is to just punch people. But I think, I would like to see someone else be able to do that in the Blackhawks lineup, willing to do that, who's not a player who's worth more for their skill right. than for their fists. And when we saw it um, in the in the AHL game in, with, uh, with the Ice Hogs and the Milwaukee Admirals uh, last night, Curtis Gabriel, who was acquired by the you know, by Derek King's base. Basically, Derek King said, hey, we need someone who can be an enforcer. And they Blackhawks ended up going out and, and getting Curtis Gabriel. And I'm not saying Curtis Gabriel needs to be in the lineup, but they got to have they got to have somebody that can do that. They, they do. They need to have somebody that can uh, uh, maybe maybe not uh, even with fighting, but just intimidate and, and finish your checks and, and uh, make it so that they're not going to take runs at the, at the, you know, and it's funny mm-hmm. because I remember when we were talking about with Taze and he jumped on the guy's back and, and basically he was defending to bring And it's like, well, wait, 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 but to bring can defend himself. But then, Oh wait, Oh, he's like, got that. <laughs> you know, he's not the one that we want in a fight either. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and yeah, so it's, it's a tough call there. And I think when, when we talk about going into the rebuild, um, a lot of the players who are going to be, you know, those valuable pieces moving forward, like in Alex to um, those are the guys that need to be protected because these are your future future assets. And, sure. um, you know, I think what we're going to see in the rebuild are some players who will probably be Blackhawks for maybe a season um, that are that are going to play that role where it's like, hey, you know, I'm they might be playing for a job, but their main role might be, hey, can you protect Lucas Reichel? Can you protect uh, Alex Dabrinka? Can you protect? Brandon Hagel and make sure that these guys who are likely going to be part of, you know, the future down the road in the next two, three, four years with the Blackhawks. Can you make sure that these guys don't, don't get run over? Don't get hurt because they're going to do it if you don't. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I think that's going to be something that, um, you know, we'll have to, we'll have to look at with the rebuild. Yeah. Something to think about moving forward because this team, I uh, just after the after the trade deadline, this team's going to be a different team. I I, I believe. Well, I we, think. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> we're 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 closing in on on eight days away, and and we're still waiting on not just with the Blackhawks, but Everybody. with, with yeah. the NHL as a whole yeah. for the the trade deadline to kind of start acting like it's the trade deadline. Um, so yeah, I mean, the the, the first period, it was not. It, it was kind of quintessential Blackhawks. It was just like, man, like, you know, they, they, they have these spirited efforts, uh, even if, even in losses, spirited efforts against the Bruins, against the Lightning, like, you know, these teams that are top teams, um, you know, they, they got the overtime win recently against the Oilers, but then they, you know, and I was, and I was thinking about it earlier today. I was just like, man, this would, they, they've had these good performances when, win or loss doesn't matter. Good performances. And, is to, like I was thinking about it, I was like is today shaping up where they're just going to lay an egg against the senators and we're and it's just going to be a waste of a saturday night and after the first 20 minutes looked like it was going to be that but then uh but then then they made it fun yeah the the next 40 minutes were a lot better uh as, as you mentioned Jonathan Taze came back from uh 
uh, in the second period, he was he was on the bench, you know, uh, sigh of relief. And um, shortly into the second period, he, he scores and uh, gets the Blackhawks on the board, cuts the lead in half, and the assist, primary assist coming from Patrick Kane, and that was uh, career point number 1,154 for Kane, surpassing Bobby Hall for the uh, second place on the Blackhawks all-time list. So... Um, Something you something you like to see uh, a miles another milestone for Patrick Kane ended up having three assists. Yep, he didn't stop on there, the night. He? Yeah, he was he was very much uh, a big part of the win tonight. Um, he's on a six game point streak now and uh, has nine multi point games in his last eighteen games played. He is on a absolute tear, and I I think he's you know he's you know we look at the top line with Dylan Strom, Alex Debrinka, and Patrick Kane. Um, all three of those guys interchangeably over the last week or so have at different times driven that line. And, and, and Kane has been, you know, to, to see what he's doing at, at this point in his career, it's, it's pretty impressive with the games that he's played and what he's able to still do. Absolutely. And I know that you had mentioned, uh, I think you tweeted it out on Tuesday. I want to say, um, that if, if, if that line, if that line of, uh, of of to bring at Kane and Strom is is going to be your your top line next season then uh you know nothing to complain about right so uh you know is Strom going to stay will they be that that top line and and to a certain extent I think that the more elite teams will figure out how to shut them down and this could be a problem moving forward but they held their own against the Bruins um, I don't think they allowed a goal against the Bergeron line they were up against. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember when they were first put together, I don't know, was that three or four years back? Um, they're a little bit different now. You know, Dabrinkat and Strom are a lot more um, effective defensively um, and more responsible there. And mm-hmm. uh, and that was kind of the reason that they got taken away because it was uh, from that, because it was kind of a, a run and gun. But the next thing you know, they're letting away chances on the other on the other end. And it's it's... It's not that anymore, so it is kind of cool to see them grow and have so much chemistry together. Uh, so we'll see if they end up uh, being a being a line together. Yeah, because because if that's your top line, um, I'm I'm very okay with it because I, I I think Patrick Kane is still a valuable player, obviously yes. to to have around the team. He controls his future. If he doesn't want to go anywhere, he won't be going anywhere. Um, and I think, you know, you, you look at his play and he's definitely s- still playing up to his current contract value. Um, can he continue it for another four or five years until yes. the team is until the team is contending again? Uh, you'd like to hope so. Yeah. You'd like to hope so. And, and I think if he can stay healthy, there's a, there's a good chance he could do that. Um, I think I think it's very, very obvious. Alex Dabrinka is part of the future in the Blackhawks. Um, I, I don't think. Yes, he would get an an amazing haul in the in the trade market, but I think he's one of those players that you you look at and you're just like, even even if it's three or four years down the road that the Blackhawks are going to be competitive again and and contending for a cup again, I still think Alex Debrinket is part of that um, part of what makes that team competitive and makes them contenders. So I think he'll, he'll be sticking around. And I think Dylan Strom is, is clearly made a statement this season that when he's put in the right positions to succeed, he can be an effective player. And I, I think he's, you know, he's, he's a good 
kind of transitional centerman for the Blackhawks that they don't really have that depth at that position that you can look at and say, oh, this is the next guy, this is the next guy behind him, this next guy. Outside of Lucas Reichel, they really don't have anybody who's going to be a, a top centerman. I think Dylan, I think uh, Kirby Doc is his future is probably not down the middle. Um, so I think if that's your top line next season, season after that, I'm I'm not really mad about that. And I don't think we're looking at that line to lead them to the cup. I, like you said, like they're probably you know when it gets to crunch time, when it gets to playoff hockey time, that's not a line that you really look at as you know, the line that you can put out against anybody. I right. think that's a line that could eventually, um, especially in, you know, in the playoffs when, you know, the the, the big teams have, succe- have success, the teams that can play with edge have success. Yeah. Those are, you know, not the most physical guys. So, um, but again, it's, that's, it's that, that's line, that, that line's goal is yeah. to, is, is not necessarily, well, yeah, is not necessarily to be effective in the postseason. So, um yeah, so we'll you know we'll we'll see what happens with uh, with the future there. I think ultimately, I think Dylan Strom stays in Chicago beyond the twenty first, and um, I you know I think he'll get a, a decent um, he'll at least get his qualifying offer. I think yeah. he's he's very much worth it now. I think I we've agree. been seeing that. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was a big game for Patrick Kane. He he drove that line tonight, and you know those guys were the you know we we look at the time on ice after the game. Um, Dylan Strom, uh, Patrick Kane, and Alex Dabrinkit were the top three forwards in ice time. Uh, 25 minutes, uh, t- 25 minutes and change for Dabrinkit. 24 minutes and change for both uh, Patrick Kane and Dylan Strom. Um, that's kind of been the the mo of that line this uh, this this last two weeks. We've been seeing that line really getting a, a lot of use, a lot of run, a lot of results. Um, but I, I I think beyond you know, having that chemistry and, and saying like, okay, like these are the guys that are, that are making us go, um, at a point where wins and losses may not matter to some, I think they matter to Derek King yeah, because he's a guy who's, who's looking for, you know, maybe I can, can build up my resume a little bit here in the last couple of last couple of weeks and try and stick around and get this interim tag lifted. Yep. I agree with you 100%. And he's leaning on his stars and, uh, I'd like to. I'd like to see him back. I, I. I don't know. I don't know about head coach, but oh gosh, I, I. sure think that Chicago could offer him something. That, you know, he'd be a really awesome assistant coach, or maybe even head coach. Who knows? With the right people around him. Um, but I think that King has really endeared himself to uh, the organization, to the fans, to the players. Um, he. He. He's really been integral in kind of turning things around um, and making hockey fun again for for Chicago. Yeah, and I and I think it would. I mean, it's not uncommon. It's happened before, but I think it would be weird to see a guy go from head coach to assistant coach, um, especially when you know you saw the res, kind of you saw the you've seen the results that um, Blackhawks have had this season after the coaching change. I mean, Derek King has got something out of these guys yeah. that Jeremy Colleton had no success in doing. No clue. Um, so so. I think, you know, we've talked about it before. Derek King seems like the perfect coach for a rebuilding team because you're not really looking for the wins and losses. You're looking for the development mm-hmm. of the next wave of players coming through. And, um, 
you know, with with his work with the with the Ice Hogs in the last few seasons, he's he's familiar with a lot of the the younger players that are going to be coming through, you know, at the end of this season, going into next season. You know, it's 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 not a time for the Blackhawks to really look for their next like contending coach. Um, and 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 Derek King for for all the you know good things we can say. He's not a, he's not perfect. You know, he's he's not um, you know, a perfect X's and O's guy. This is his first time getting an NHL head coaching opportunity. So there's there's obviously still going to be a learning curve for him, but I I think there's, you know, there's going to be a head coaching search this this offseason. Um, whether or not it you know is 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 marketed as being as extensive and you know, thinking outside the box as the GM search was. Oh, and then we hire the the in house guy. Yeah. Um. You know, if they're if if they're going to stick with the in house guy for their head coaching position, just just go out and say, hey, we're keeping Derek King around. Don't say, oh, we're bringing in this person and we're bringing in this person. And we're bringing in this person. Oh, and but we're going to keep Derek King. Like, don't waste our time. Um, Never a dull moment, though, right? I mean, no, all I these mean, things for us to talk about and all these changes. <laughs> all these changes, and we're eight days away from the trade deadline, and we have the same exact lineup that, we're, that we've happen. been looking at all season. It's going to happen, Mario. You won't be able to keep up for a couple days straight. Yeah. yeah well, hey, I mean, I'm we're, we're, we're lining up for the, uh, for the March 21st uh, trade deadline show pretty nicely here because we're, we're just uh, eight days away from that. And, um, three more games We're yeah, we're, we're looking at, well, yeah, we're looking at, we, the Blackhawks have had a very condensed week. Um, so especially with traveling, you know, it's not really optimal to be making trades while you're on the road or while you're playing game after game after game. So we have some, some space between games now where it's like going to need to keep your phone handy. Cause it might, you know, something might pop up, uh, at a moment's notice. So, um, yeah, that, that that March twenty first show that we're uh, we're lining up here with uh, the CHGO Blackhawks podcast that's going to be a doozy and it, it might end up being a, a frenzy of a day. So it'll be it'll be something to something to behold. Yeah. Um, the best way to support the CHGO uh, Blackhawks podcast and CHGO Sports is by downloading the Points Bet app. I had uh, a number of bets out in today's game and uh, I I. I you know, as the saying goes, you win some, you, you win some, you lose some. Uh, I went uh, two, two and two uh, bets on the uh, on today's Blackhawks game, but the most important one was the Blackhawks on the money line, so I got that one. Um, so when you sign up with PointsBet, use the promo code CHGO, and if you make a fifty dollar or more, more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, be sure to email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll be happy to help you. Remember that PointsBet is your home for live in-game betting. They even have a new feature exclusive to PointsBet with live same-game NBA parlays. For the first time ever, build the perfect live same-game parlay only with PointsBet. You can even boost your live same-game parlays with PointsBet. And now available Online sign-up is open in Illinois. You can download the PointsBet app right now and register your account from start to finish, all from your phone. Remember, use the promo code CHGO, and you get two risk-free bets for up to $2,000. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet 
Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Um, yeah, it was uh, 50-50 today for me on the on the points bet app. I had the Blackhawks uh, on the money line. I got that one. Had Jonathan Taze to get a point. Got that and then some. Um, but, you know, with, with, with Patrick Kane rolling, Dylan Strom got a goal. Uh, unfortunately, I bet on Alex Dabrinkat to get a point tonight, and that did not... Uh, did not come through. That's a pretty darn good bet. So uh, I thought it was. Yeah. I, I I I was looking at it and I was just like, you know what? I'm rolling with yeah. with at least Alex Debrinket to to keep his his uh, point streak going, and it ended up being his other two line mates that yeah. kept their point streak. Kind of a going. surprise that he didn't get an assist, an assist or something, right? Yeah. It was it was a night to uh, to fill up the score sheet. The other one I lost, I I had. Uh, Brady Kachuk to get a point for the Senators. That didn't happen. So, uh, I, I mean, I guess that's good. 50-50. I guess that's good. I mean, the Blackhawks won. I mean, that's yeah. that's a good thing. But, yeah, I mean, it was it was a night to fill up the score sheet, and, and someone who uh, someone who did that uh, tonight, uh, getting a, a multi-goal effort from uh, Caleb Jones. Yeah. Uh, not Seth Jones, the, uh, you know, the, the higher paid of the two, the one who hasn't, hasn't scored a goal since December. Yeah. Um, no, it was Caleb Jones getting uh, two goals tonight. Uh, he was get he got the uh, third goal in the second period to give the Blackhawks the lead at the uh, 3-2 point of the second period and ended up getting uh, another goal in the third period to make it 5-3 at that point. Um, so it was actually a pretty historic uh, night for the Jones brothers. Uh, the first goal from Caleb... Uh, was assisted by Seth, and that is the first time that those two have actually connected uh, on a goal together. Pretty, pretty impressive for the uh, for the Jones brothers tonight. It, it's also uh, uh, Blackhawk siblings to, uh, first to factor into mm-hmm. a the same goal since Rich and Brent Sutter uh, in February of nineteen ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. Yes. Yeah, it's a long. Long time ago, but yeah, it was it was uh, pretty fun to see Seth and jo- uh, Seth and Caleb uh, connecting tonight. I know the the talk around Seth Jones has been, you know, oh he's not scoring, he's not you know he's not playing well and everything. But it's just, I I understand the animosity towards Seth Jones because of the way he came to the team, because of the way he's going to stay with the team. Um, you know he he's he's been pretty much as advertised yep. prior to what we saw from him last season. Like, you know, he's not, he's not the Norris candidate, Seth Jones anymore, but he's still a number one defenseman in, in, in the league. And I think that people, when they, when they look at a defenseman that's going to play and make that much money, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they want him to be more two way, two way um, offense and defense. And I think that that's really where he's getting hit um, this season is that, you know, he's only got three goals. Caleb, just his brother, just scored four goals now on the season. So his little <laughs> yeah. brother has uh, beaten him. Um, yeah. And three goals that he actually talked to the media this morning and was talking about how, you know, he's really frustrated and uh, with with only having three goals. Um, and you did. You, you saw him shoot the puck a little bit more uh, this uh, this game as well. So I think that that's a kind of a goal of his. Um, but, you know, don't let up on the defensive end either because – let's face it, um, the, you know, the Blackhawks need all the help they can in, in that respect. And he's underappreciated, I think, for the value that he has um, on the defensive side. Yeah, I, I think his, his defensive game is obviously um, something that, you know, has been a bit of, a, of an issue in the past. But, I, I, you know, I think he's, 
I think he gets a bad rap. Yeah. I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's the next coming of Bobby Orr, but, um, you know, I think he, I think he's going to be, a, for, his contract is going to make him pretty much unmovable once, once his extension kicks in. Um, but I think he's, he's still going to be surf, serviceable as a number one defenseman for the Blackhawks for a number of years. Um, not eight know, though. Probably likely not Those eight. last couple, two, three, four years yeah. could be rough. Well, I mean, and then that, that's, you can't be worrying about those years I guess now. Not. Um, you gotta, you gotta worry about what's, what's, you know, in the short term future, uh, coming up here. But yeah, I, I think tonight we saw him, you know, kind of, even though the goal scoring is, is something that he wants to be, you know, more involved with and, and have go right for him. I think we all would like that. Um, it was good to see him, you know, get involved and, yeah. and be active. You know, it was, you know, we saw it tonight, you know, he got a, assist on the on the first goal from from his brother and he also got an assist on the uh dylan strom goal in the third period you know he was he was he was active tonight three shots on goal got got two assists so i mean it's you know it's good to see him continue to be you know that top defenseman that the blackhawks were pretty much missing for the last few seasons i know duncan keith was playing that role but it was kind of Right. He was kind of forced to play that role because they didn't have anyone else who could fill exactly. it. Exactly. He wasn't really the same caliber anymore. But like you said, yeah, they didn't have anyone else. So by default, he kind of still was that one, that person. Um, so, yeah, Seth Jones is, is, is an upgrade in that respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll see if, how long he can keep it up. Yeah. So Caleb Jones, two goals tonight. He now has four on the season. That ties him with uh, Connor Murphy for the team lead in goals by defenseman with – Four. Four. Not a, it's not a lot. What's going on, Jake? All right, so how about this? Uh, pretty cool moment for Jones, right? Yes. So the coolest moment you've ever had as a Oh, my gosh. Putting me on this. Putting me on the spot. Well, um, <laughs> I guess um, my sister and I... Uh, both welcomed our first child into our family uh, five days apart. <laughs> so that's that's uh, yeah. It was it was it was a big week uh, for for our family. So um, I would say most recently that was pretty the pretty cool moment. Yeah, sibling moment, huh? Okay. Well, my brother is actually uh, eight years younger than me, and we were never really close, but. Uh, uh, at my wedding, he was, we just had a really good time. It was nice to have him there. How's that? That's not nice. hockey related, but Hey, either one of that them works. Are. That it's works. always good. Get to know your host a little better. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <I> think <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Uh, on, that's good on the spot questioning there from yeah. uh, producer Jake there. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, you know, we, and we mentioned Dylan Strom getting, uh, getting on the board, uh, late in the third period. Uh, he gets his uh, his his point streak continues, mm-hmm. moves to uh, moves to six games. He's got eleven points uh, in his last six games. When you're hot, you're hot. Yeah. And I think um, you know th- this 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 week has really put the the exclamation point on why we need to why we need to look at Dylan Strom as a player to uh, to invest in. He's hopping on the ride. He's hopping on the ride. <laughs> Dylan Strom is is pretty much the conductor right now. Yeah, hopping on the ride there. Um, so let's, uh, on, on that note, let's get to our, uh, our CHGO fourth stars of the game. 
the Blackhawks had a uh, had a clean sweep of the three stars nominations tonight in the in the game. Patrick Kane, Caleb Jones, and Jonathan Taze were named the uh, three stars of the game. But since this is Chicago, this is uh, the CHGO fourth star. If you're unfamiliar, it's because the flag has four stars. Get that connection. Pretty clever by us here. But uh, we'll nominate the uh, the fourth star of the game. Um, speaking of Dylan Strom, my nominee tonight is, unsurprisingly, Dylan Strom. Have I believe you never not picked Dylan Strom I, so I, far? I picked Sam Lafferty okay. once. Um, but Dylan Strom has been mentioned in each of our post-game podcasts as, as either Greg or my own uh, nominee. But we're going to keep that streak going. Um as, as he kept his going, he had uh, four shots on goal, very active night. Um, like we mentioned before, 24 minutes of ice time, and uh, he gets his 16th goal of the season. So my nominee is Dylan Strom tonight. Gail, who you got? All right. Well, uh, we already talked about him a bunch. I think I'm going to go I think I'm gonna go, go with Seth Jones. Uh, again, the two assists, they were both primary. Um, Two shots on goal or three something, you know. He's he's obviously uh, again three shots. Try and try and uh, I think I think we're going to see him with more shots on goal and more chances on the power play. Um, I think we're going to see he's he's going to he's he might go on a little run here mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, get more than those three shots on goal or three goals for the season. Um, 24, 18 minutes. You know, I I just again we we I think we rely on him and he gets taken for granted. So I am not going to take him for granted tonight, and <laughs> I'm naming him my fourth star. Yeah, and we saw you know in the lead up to today's game, like you mentioned before, Seth Jones himself is not satisfied with his output and and what he's been doing offensively. Um, Derek King even came out and said, you know, we want him shooting more, being more active. Yeah. Uh, you know, on on the power play, being able to be, you know, more more effective in 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 that respect, and I think we saw a clear, you know, message received tonight from Jones being able to, uh, you know, be active uh, in the offensive zone, put put shots on net. It's ne- it's never a bad idea to shoot the puck towards the net, right? Something can happen, and and like we saw that uh, in the third period, Dylan Strom, you know, tips uh tips Jones a shot and. You know, Blackhawks add to the lead. So yeah, that was a nice that was a nice shot, and then uh, you know, Strom just kind of deflected it in. So mm-hmm. that's the idea, right? That's what we want, right? So um, between those two, uh, who we who are we gonna who are we gonna go with? I I really feel like my Strom pick is more of a cumulative pick for the just the the way that he's been playing these last couple of games, um, and I, I really just want to keep that Dylan Strom train going. In the uh, in the fourth star, uh, little little uh, nominees that we have here. You you got any more uh, defensive Seth Jones from, yeah, from tonight? No. I think I can give you Strom. I can give you Strom, yes. right? I mean, he scored yes. a goal. He's he like you said, but at some point, at some point, we're gonna have to get off the Strom train here. Hey, you know what? If Dylan Strom continues to have nights where we can, if he can continue yeah. to have nights where he's continuously being uh, picked for our, our fourth star of the night, um, I'm not going to complain about that because yeah. that means he's, you know, he's playing effective and that means that he's, you know, he's, he's making his, uh, uh, making an impact in the lineup at, at a point where, <laughs> you know, he, he's making his case to stick around. So. So Dylan Strom, the uh, CHGO fourth star of the night for I believe the third time. Uh, again, his uh, his closet is getting 
pretty full with those uh, free shirts we're going to be sending him. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, uh, hopefully he enjoys them. And uh, if you enjoy the CHGO Blackhawks podcast, if you enjoy any of the uh, CHGO uh, podcast, whether it's White Sox, Cubs, Bears, we got a Chicago Sky podcast coming. I mean, it's we 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 got everything uh, covered here at CHGO. You can support us with uh, getting some of those uh, CHGO branded shirts. We got the ones with the uh, CHGO uh, Chicago flag. We got the ones all branded from the podcast. If you if you like the uh, the logo there on your screen with the CHGO Blackhawks logo, got a nice uh, red shirt, red t shirt with that logo on it. Um, you know, I I'm pretty uh, I, I do like the. Um, the White Sox, CHGO White it's Sox cute, logo yeah. with the, the angry sock. Yeah. I, I mean, that's where else are you going to find that? I think that's that's pretty that's pretty good. And um, you know what? It's 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 funny. Um, you know, we I was I was looking through all the I was looking through all the logos when we were uh, when we were launching. And uh, I was I was just like, oh, uh, you know, I really, that that angry that angry face on the sock just like really put it over the top. And then, um, you know, I saw the Bears one, and I was like, oh, even even Clark the Bear is angry. Like, man, we got some intensity here in, uh, in CHGO. And then um, <laughs> I'm going to pick on my wife a little bit here. She goes, she goes, oh, why isn't the, why isn't the Blackhawks logo uh, for CHGO angry? And I'm like, oh, they're just sticks. <laughs> and we, we, had a, we had a pretty good laugh. It was, I don't, it was just something. It was, it was <laughs> well, I have to say, though, that is a pretty sweet logo for the Blackhawks. Yeah. I like it. Shout out to uh, to Eric who designed all the uh, uh, all the logos nice. for our, our CHGO uh, podcasts and branding and our dope merch. Um, so yeah, if you want to support uh, CHGO in, in in any other way, you can uh, you can go to allchgo.com and you can find our our merchandise there. Find those shirts and you can uh, order yours today. You're gonna be looking pretty nice around the city. Uh, so Dylan Strom, he's got. Three, what is it? What did I say? Three free shirts going his way now this week. Man, he is his his mailbox can be filling up pretty quick. He needs to be a guest speaker. Yeah, hey Dylan, if you're if you're watching, I'd love to have you on the show. I don't. I think he's a little busy right now. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that would be that would be pretty sweet. Um, as we get to the trade deadline, uh, one of the biggest names that the Blackhawks have on the trade block we think is Mark Andre Fleury. We what we don't know is his trade status. He has a 10 team no trade clause. He has an agreement to the previous front office that said, "Hey, I, I, I don't want to be traded if I don't have to be." Um and the Blackhawks might or might not honor that. Um I Wrote about it on uh, on on allchgo.com. Um, the Blackhawks are going to miss a major opportunity to start the rebuild off on the right foot if they do not trade Mark Andre Fleury at the deadline. Um, we talked about it on, on on the last podcast a little bit, but Gail, where do you stand on on Mark Andre Fleury and his future with the team? That's really a tough one. It really is because you don't want to just uproot him. Uh, you know, I talked about that the last time I was here this past Sunday, I think, you know, where, where you, 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 but I do get where you're coming from in that he's the biggest trade piece and, you know, maybe you should be sitting down with him and saying, Hey, you know, come on, 
uh, go to Contender Force, help us out here. Mm-hmm. Um, you can leave your family here, come back. I don't know, maybe, maybe if you sign us for a deal to, you know, who knows, who knows? But uh, you're absolutely right. That would, that would, and, and the rebuild is not going to just happen at this trade deadline. Let's remember that too. You know, right. I mean, it's just the beginning. It's just the beginning. There's the off season. Uh, and uh, I think uh, it was um, Kyle Davidson that was saying, you know, I, I can only give or take what, what's been given to me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The, he's, he's under the impression that the Blackhawks can't set the market um, in, at the trade deadline, but with Marc-Andre Fleury, you can, at, at, at least at the goaltender position. Um, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, go out and make a trade just to do it. But I think when, you, when you're looking at a guy like, like Fleury, of his stature, of, of what he can bring to a contending team, um, and we've seen contending teams that need goaltending help, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's a mistake to, to hold on to him. But he's not really doing the Blackhawks any I was favors. Say he's tanking on purpose because he doesn't want to go anywhere. Yeah. In his <laughs> last in his last six games, Flurry has allowed at least three goals in each of those games, and his save percentages from the last six games have been eight seventy, eight eighty six, nine oh six, eight thirteen, nine oh six, and then tonight eight seventy again. That's not your typical flower, there. No. Nope. No, it, and it's you know it's it's been beneficial for the Blackhawks that they've been able to, you know, kind of find some some offensive power in the last couple of games because it's it's bailed Flurry out uh as much as he's bailed out the team um at, at different points this season. So um you know he's not making it easy for the Blackhawks to trade him right now, uh given his given his current play. But I think, you know, goal the goaltending position is is a funny one you know it's one of the probably one of the most difficult in not only in hockey but in any sport and uh you know i with the ebbs and flows of of the position of with you know with the, the players you know the goal goaltenders in the league it's rare that you're going to see a guy you know have have an entire season where he's mistake free or he's just you know an absolutely you know a brick wall or anything like that but for Flurry, it's coming at the wrong time. It sure is. It's a really bad timing. And yeah, and it's you know you look at some of the teams that that have a, a need for an upgrade at goaltender or a need for just even a starting goaltender. You look at Toronto. You look at um, Colorado. Even though they really don't have the assets to to make a deal, they still could be someone that you know it's the salary cap is fake money. Yeah, and there's a lot of different ways to to kind of finagle finag- yeah. finagle a deal, and and Colorado, you know, they might be at a point where, you know, they just just lost Gabriel Landeskog for the rest of the season with with knee and with uh, knee surgery. Yeah. So you know you're 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 looking at that team if if they really want to contend, you know, you they might be now in a market to replace Landeskog and you know at, at the forward position. Um, but an upgrade at goaltender could still be on the table. Toronto uh, is needs goaltending help. You know, we, we they they have Jack Campbell injured. Um, that's going to be you know more of a short term injury. But you know, is he is he going to be able to bounce back and and of course be a we, starter? We don't know anything about any of these rumors either. But I had heard too that uh, you know maybe Mark Andre Fleury might not want to go to Toronto, or does anybody really want to be right, over in Canada yeah. right now? So. Uh, um, you know, with the restrictions and uh, across the borders and all that. So, right. 
Who knows? Yeah, you know, I I, I saw this the the report from um, Pierre LeBron uh, of the of the Athletic that you know it's it's kind of understood that Toronto is either part of his ten team no trade list or has been expressed that he doesn't want to go there. Yeah. So that obviously is 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 a roadblock to uh, to, to trading him to a, to a contender like uh, like the Maple Leafs, but. Um, you know, it's, it's, again, we're, we're eight days away from the trade deadline. We don't have long to wait. He's, we're, we're going to find out in the next week, one way or the other. Yes. Um, but I, I, you know, I think the, and you mentioned it, you mentioned it too, you know, the possibility of trading flurry, but then saying, oh, you know, you can come back in the summer. Like it, it might, or, uh, you know, it might just be a short stint, where you know you're away from your family or whatnot and keeping them in Chicago and then you come back next season. I then you get into the into, you know, okay, what does the contract look like yeah. for Marc Andre Fleury next season? Because you have uh Seth Jones's extension kicking in. I know you're gonna you're probably gonna get rid of Calvin DeHaan's um cap hit one way or another, either at the trade deadline or if he's not traded, but again, that wouldn't make sense. But either at the trade deadline or coming off the books in the summer, um, you know, I, I think the goaltending position, we're not looking for the Blackhawks to have to, you know, be at the cap ceiling. But the goaltending position shouldn't be where they're spending their money. Well, especially during a rebuild, you know. Um, you don't want to be spending a whole lot of giving Mark on your furry a whole lot of money when really what you're trying to do is develop your other goaltenders. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just something that, uh, that Derek King mentioned the other day that they're, they're not really being fair to Lincoln and they're really trying to get Kevin Lincoln and they're really trying to get him to, uh, you know, have back to back games to get, to get some kind of a rhythm. I mean, and he didn't play all that great the other night against the Bruins, but mm-hmm. gave up a lot of rebounds, but uh, he hasn't really had a chance to get in any kind of any kind of groove, and and when he's been in, he's you haven't seen anything of, you know, the performances that he had last season where he kind of looked like oh maybe maybe he can be a starter in in the league because he was yeah he was he was playing every night or every mm-hmm. yeah he was playing a lot uh, I think he got a little bit burnt out there towards the end which is where you know he's probably not ready to be your number one guy yet. Uh, yeah. where somebody like Mark Arne Fleury, oh gosh, if he could mentor him or maybe not play as much, yeah. but he would he would have to understand that. And why? Why would he really want to do that? Why would he want to spend the last year of his, I mean, it sounds like he says he wants to play at least one more year. Why would he want yeah. to spend the tail end of his career not playing a whole lot and uh, for a pay cut and with a rebuilding team? Right. It, it, it doesn't really fit. Makes sense. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense for, for Fleury, who's, you know, what more does he really have to, to accomplish prove. in his career uh, to prove not much, but I mean, he's a competitor. We see it in practice. Yeah. You know, he, he doesn't like giving up goals even just in practice. Um, so he's a guy that wants to win. He said, if he does leave Chicago this season, he wants to go somewhere where he thinks he can win. Um, so it, it doesn't really bode well for, for him or for the Blackhawks to come back next season. Cause he's, it's it's not going to be a contending team. Yeah. Um, you know, you're gonna have a young roster mixed in with some of the some of the new core pieces and then some players that probably are just gonna stick around for half of a season and then get flipped that next year's deadline. Uh anyway. So yeah, I, I think Flurry's future probably shouldn't be in Chicago. Be beyond the next eight days, but 
I think I'm getting I'm getting the sense now after having, you know, thought about it for a few days. I'm getting the sense now where I'm feeling like, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day on the 21st, Flurries, I get a sense that he's going to be still with the Blackhawks. I get that feeling too. I, and I, I think it comes from, you know, Kyle Davison's getting a short window to like make his stamp as GM. And I, I, I get the feeling from, from Kyle Davison, who he seems to be as a, as a person, who he seems to be as a, uh, as a GM and his philosophy. Um, it, I don't get the sense that he's coming in, kicking down doors and saying, you know, it's pounding his fist and saying, let's, here's what, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to do that. It it really seems like he's coming in and it's kind of just going to be like, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll feel it out. We'll see what happens. And I get the sense that we're going to come to the trade deadline day and Flurry's going to stick around. And, you know, we might just be hanging the, the, the start of the rebuild on moving guys like Dominic Kubelik and Calvin DeHaan. Dominic Kubelik and Talon DeHaan, that's what I was just going to say. If you ask me who I'm pretty, pretty sure is not going to be around after the 21st, those would be the two names. And everybody else is just kind of up in the air. And like you said about Kyle Davidson, yeah, I think he has a plan. And I think that he he has has some, some, um, some good... Thoughts, but I don't, I don't know that we're going to see it all right away. And mm-hmm. like I said, this is just the beginning. Um, probably more, more moves on the off, in the offseason. Yeah, it, I, again, I, it, you know, the rebuild isn't going to be started and finished in the next week. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to, you, you really want to get it started on the right foot. And I think if you go into this trade deadline and if you come away from it with, oh, we moved Calvin DeHaan for a third-round pick, or we moved Dominic Kubelik for a fourth-round yeah. pick. It's not gonna... you, you're not really grabbing people's attention and saying, like, hey, like, we're trying to get people to hop on the ride, but we're not... I mean, what? who wants to hop on the ride with a bunch of mid-round picks that may or may not be worth anything? Yeah. Uh, I, I know it's, it's not really... Um, but Lucas Reichel, we got him. Yeah, which, Come I mean, it's fine. He's 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 a good player. He's saying that tongue in cheek, but yeah, I'm excited about him. Don't don't. Yeah, yeah. there's 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 reason to be excited about him yes. for sure. I mean, if you've if you've been paying attention to what he's been doing uh, in the AHL this season, um, as a 19 year old, he's, he's one of the best rookies in, in the league. Dominating. Um, yeah. He's he's having a, a tremendous season, leading the Ice Hogs. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we've seen a few games of him in the NHL. I think we're going to see a couple more uh, as 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 we get to the tail end of the season here. Um, I don't think they're going to play him more than the nine-game nine limit. He's at five now, right? So they he, got four, yeah. four more left. Yeah, I, I th- think we'll see him for four more games. I do. Who knows when? But after the twenty-first. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think he'll he'll hop in. He'll get a, he'll get a few more games. And you know, Derek King knows the the value of having players, you know, develop in the AHL. He was he was with the uh, with the Ice Hogs for a number of years as uh, head coach and assistant coach. Um, he was an assistant coach with the uh, with with Toronto in their minor league system for a few years before that. Um, so you know he knows the value of having your your young players play in the in those in those leagues, play in those games, and 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 develop uh, on you know the long trajectory. And the Ice Hogs, you know, they're in in a playoff chase. So yeah, I those think they're in uh, fourth place now. Yeah, they're, they're a couple wins based on uh, points percentage, which the AHL does because they're 
a little screwy. AHL. But um, yeah, they are they're currently in a in a playoff position in the AHL Central Division. So you know they're playing meaningful games in Rockford, and and that's going to be a lot of uh, valuable experience. So you know, for a player like Reichel playing in those games, that's going to be you know best for him and in, in his development uh, in in his rookie year. Um, hopefully playing in some playoff games will, will, will uh, yeah, be I in hope his so future. Too. And that would be that would be great for him and great for all those defensive prospects down there mm-hmm. uh, to get that playoff experience. So I'm, I'm rooting for that and hoping that that happens because that's only good for the Blackhawks. Yeah, exactly. In the, wrong, in the long run. In the, in, in the long run. And, I mean, it's good for the Ice Hogs, too. I mean, they, they've, I mean yeah. they've, you know, they've, that's, a, that's a market and a, and a team that has served – the Blackhawks pretty well over the last couple of years. We saw the, um, you know, we saw the uh, the investment that the team made. You know, out pur- purchasing the team, getting control of, yep. of, of the Ice Hogs, um, and and putting the money into uh, in, into the the state the renovations in the arena. Um, you know, putting the money in, into the, into the the renovation of you know the the BMO Harris Bank Center. It's 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 underway now, so it's it's good. It's it's good to see that you know the Blackhawks are making. The investment not only in in the team but also you know in in the players and 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 making that relationship strong because I the commitment you know, to I them. think the yeah and I think it was for a, a foreshadowing um, move to be like okay you know we might be we might be needing these guys that are coming up through the through the minor league system these young players we might be needing them to feel like we care about them because <laughs> because they're going to be important in the next couple of years. So um, I think you know I think we're, we're we're seeing that start up and and yeah I think you know we're going to see some of those young guys cycle through yeah. and uh, it, and it'll be good. It'll be it'll be awesome to see if the uh, if the Ice Hawks can get into the playoffs and we can um, talk about some AHL playoff games. What you got, Jake? Nice. Interesting. Well, I mean, yes. As as a nineteen year old playing in the AHL, you got to be able to have your uh, your head on a swivel there because that's you know, Reichel is a is an interesting prospect to me because he's he's not the average nineteen year old. Um, he he was drafted out of out of Germany. He played two seasons in the in the German professional league. So he, so as a seventeen-year-old, as an eighteen-year-old, he was playing against men yeah. in the German league. So it's not like he's a nineteen-year-old who's only been playing against sixteen, seventeen, eighteen-year-olds coming in here. You know, he's he's played against you know some of the some of the big boys, especially this season in the AHL. He's um, you know that's a tough league. A, a lot of times, people even say like that league is harder. physically tougher right. than the NHL because you got uh, so right. all these guys that are trying to make their way up to the big leagues. Well, and Reichel in the in that other league, um, in, in the European League or the... In Germany. German. Mm-hmm. Um, he played wing, but then they had him playing center, I think, the last uh, season that he was there. And then he comes over here, and, you know, you want to get used to the to the smaller ice size. Um, so... And he's still playing center. He's centering yeah. the top line for the ice hog. So it's, you know, a, a lot of times what we see with some of those players, uh, some especially younger guys... You know, they, they play center, they play wing. And then it sometimes doesn't work tra- out in another league. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they have to transition transition out and, and end up, you know, playing wing. I know 
that happened with Alex Debrinkit. He was he was playing center for for parts of his junior year, uh, junior seasons and oh. And he's, no wonder he wins all those face-offs when they throw him in there. Yeah, yeah. Every now he and he always then. wins his face-offs. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. So, I mean, he was he played center for some for some of his uh, time in juniors. Obviously, he's he's made a, a living as a wing. But you know, I I, I think Reichel is 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 developing well. Um, I would love to see him play in in as many meaningful games with the Ice Hogs as possible and get him ready for next season because I think next season is going to be, you know, he's going to be full go in the NHL and uh, I, I think he's. I think what we've seen in the, in the small sample size from him so far is that he can skate at the NHL level. He's got some, you know, creativity to his game. He's got, you know, some good, some good hockey sense for, for a 19 year old. Um, He's very poised too, you know, I mean, he doesn't uh, seem all flustered or anything. He just kind of takes it all in stride and does a good job. Yeah. It's, it's, he's, he's, he's definitely a prospect to be excited about. Um, you mentioned it earlier too, with with the Ice Hogs and their and their group of defensemen, they are just stacked with young defensemen who probably are, should be knocking on the door of of NHL ice time as as the rest of the season goes. And on. it'll be exciting to see who comes through because they've got you know four or five guys down there. Who's going to come through and who's going to end up being kind of the regulars next year during mm-hmm. the rebuild? So that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah, we got a we got a comment here from Madeline as well. Jake, I can't uh, can't read it on the screen. I. I think I need glasses. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's the other thing, too, is with, with Reichel's development, I think in, at a different time in, in Blackhawks history, he, he might have been up here already uh, for, for a full season, whether he was ready for it or not. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think that's going to be important for the next you know, the next phase of the front office, as we, as, as we see with Kyle Davidson, um, I think development is going to be different. Development and scouting is going to be different as he's already kicked out Mark Kelly. Um, and I think, uh, you know, Brian Campbell, who was brought in as a, as a development coach, um, he's, he's kind of been Kyle Davidson's best friend for a while. Yeah, Have they named him anything major yet? No, no, which, which we're kind of waiting for that to happen. I think because everybody's kind of expecting him to get some kind of promotion or a bigger title. He'll end up in some sort of advisory role. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what, uh, what happens there. But I think, you know, with, with Kyle Davidson, and Brian Campbell being in the mix, I think he's probably got a little bit of, uh, you know, an eye for development and, and probably as helping guide guide, uh, Kyle Davidson and say, Hey, like, you know, take your time with some of these guys. Cause it's, you know, it's, it's, it's an extended period. You can't, yeah. this isn't going to be Stan Bowman saying, Oh, we're, we're having a youth movement. And then, you know, Oh, Philip Kershev looks a little bit good last season. Oh, you know, Adam Boquist looks like he's taking a turn. Okay. Uh, we're, uh, we're, we're flipping the switch and we're yeah. saying, Hey, we're going to get Seth Jones. We're going to get Jake McKay. We're going to get Mark Andre Fleury. We're good. We're good to go. That's, that's not going to be the case anymore. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, the future looks bright. The future looks bright. Hop I, on the I, ride. I would, I would like, I, I want to believe that the future looks bright. I think, you know, when you look at the Ice Hogs, um, there's, there's a lot of th- good things going on, I think, over the next couple of games. We might end up seeing some, some funky lineup decisions over these last couple of games before the, before the trade deadline, like we saw tonight. Yeah. Um, you know, 11 forwards, seven defensemen, which ended up being good in the end. It, yeah, it ended up kind of kind of being okay defensively. But, yeah, it was uh, Alec, uh, Alec Regula and Philip Kurashev were among the scratches tonight. It, You know, when, it, when we first saw the lineup come out, I was like, 
why are you, why are you scratching those guys? And I'm like, you know what? They, they probably had to get Gustafson into the lineup somehow, because if you can get anything for him in a trade, you should do it. Um, and you know, I, I, I think they're, they're just trying to, to showcase some of their pieces. Dominic Kubelik, you know, you, you take out, you, you keep a guy like Henrik Borgstrom out of the lineup. You take out a Philip Kurashev. Um, I think you try and give Dominic Kubelik some more opportunities. Um, yeah, but he's you, not going to do anything with those opportunities, but we'll, you know, it's, I guess it's, they just gave up on Borgstrom, right? Cause we thought that they were showcasing Borgstrom. Yeah. I think he played two or three games and now he's scratched. So what, <laughs> what an absolutely useless player. Like you, like you have an opportunity to showcase some of these, some of these players that you're thinking you might trade and like you, you're, you're showcasing Eric Gustafson in, in a lineup with seven defensemen over dressing Henrik Borgstrom. Okay. Like what an, just, I, I just can't, what an absolutely useless player. Like there, and, and the worst part of it is he's, he's going to be back next season. Like I, 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 I do not understand. Oh, Borgstrom or? Yeah. Isn't he, is, oh, he, yeah, he's, right. he's signed right. to They've next given season. Up on right? traded him. So yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not making that up, right? Yeah, he signed. He signed to next season. A million dollars wasted. I. I well, at least it's small I'm, cap. I don't want to end. Million. I don't want to end today's episode getting my blood boiling here. But <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> yeah, it's. I. I. I don't know what they're going to do with him. I don't know what value he has. Um. Yeah, he's 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 going to stay up in the press box, I think, for for a couple more games as they try and showcase some, well, some more least, of their trade player. At least they players. at least they got rid of uh, Alex Nylander and and we gained yes. uh, um, uh, Sam Lafferty. So that was a good one. Sam Lafferty got, that. got his third goal tonight. Was the uh, the official game winner. So yeah, hey Kyle Davidson. One of his one of his first moves was, was a good one. Was getting rid of uh, Alex Nylander. The uh, the reclama- one of the many reclamation projects under the Stan Bowman era, uh, and one of the many that didn't work out. And Sam Lafferty, yeah, I mean he he's he's a, a young ish guy, and he he's, scored again tonight. He scored again tonight. He's he's got a lot of energy, a lot of speed. He's he's an effort guy. Um, twenty seven, I think he is. He's he had his birthday last week. That's true. Yeah, twenty twenty seven. Um, so yeah, young ish. Um, cheap, and he's one of those guys that you can sign to a one-year deal uh, for next season. Have him around, have him be you know someone that you can throw into the lineup, and you know what you're going to get with him. You're going to get en- you're going to get speed, effort, energy, and a guy who probably can't score all that much. But he got one tonight, so so good <laughs> good for Sam. 